Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating, and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. My name is Carl and tonight I am joined by two members of my firefighting family. I have Scott. Hey. And I have Ash. Hey there. <laughs> and uh, tonight Scott's got some news. Scott? Sorry, well, I didn't really research that so much. <laughs> um, we posted something on the, uh, it says Kennington. Fire, but Carl sure. said that place doesn't exist in London. Pretty sure it's Kensington. Might be Kensington. Massive fire in, uh, it says Kennington, London on our Facebook. Um, don't know a lot about this fire, but it's interesting watching the um, smoke. Yeah, Kennington. Kennington? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lambeth? Is that a thing? Sure. Mm-hmm. Lambeth? Yeah, it's on the maps. There you go. Mm. Do you know Nigel from London, Carl? I know Steve. Oh, yeah. Steve. <laughs> I mean, he's friends English. with Nigel, though. Okay. <laughs> it's like, you know, in Canada, we're always like, mm-hmm. you know, Bob from Toronto. Yeah, but normally you do know Bob from Toronto. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. You know Bob, right? No. Actually, I don't. Well, actually, no, I do, do know a Bob from Toronto. All my days. Yes. Hi, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for stereotyping up there, Scott. <laughs> Okay. Um, oh yeah, the Kennington Fire. Kennington Fire. Okay. Um, so it's a multi-story apartment building. Looks like cement. Um, and at first glance, it looks like the whole side of the building is fully involved. But as the um, wind, I'm just looking at it right now. As the wind uh, kind of shifts, it actually realizes it's only like one or two apartments. So uh, the reason why we posted it on our um, Facebook page is the importance of that size up and that you know 360 and. And kind of taking that step back, looking around, making a call. Um, because at first you're like, oh, wow, this is, there's no way we're going to, like, where to even start. But then when, as soon as the smoke shifts, it's like, oh, we start there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one or two apartments. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I don't know anything else about the fire. <laughs> <laughs> there was fire. Yeah. Um, that would be an interesting one anyway. Just rolling up on a apartment building fires or... Always, I I actually posted one the other week on uh, from the ULA. I think it was. The, when they have those weird, they have that in, that stuff on the outside of their building that burns. Like it's like the super. It's kind of a known problem now. They have this. Oh, uh, whatever yeah. they have on the exterior of the building, it just goes, it goes up like a Roman candle. Yeah, they they mm-hmm. pulled it now just because of everything that happened in the tower fires in London. Right. That time was it Manchester? Yeah. Yeah, they pulled those. But pulled there was one the other the day. Material? Yeah, the material. Oh, yeah. They can't, can't use it anymore. Yeah. Um, they have to use other things. Just because of the... But it's still out there. Yeah, it is 100%. Yeah. Like, it was a, it's super cheap. Mm-hmm. What is so it? They put it in, I can't remember what it was now. I was watching a, I was watching a documentary on... Well, there's some sort of machine that would tell us what things are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they had... Uh, I think it was a ULA. We're doing um, multi-dwelling fires and how positive pressure or like PPA or PPV plus uh, hydraulic ventilations and stuff for temperature changes and how that was helping. Right. And they were talking that they've done a whole bunch more research on it now because obviously they're becoming more and more prevalent around. So putting up on something like that is different, especially when in England and a lot of Europe, everything's made of concrete. Right. Everything's made of concrete. You ain't just cutting a hole in a wall. Do you know what I mean? Like it's... Well, they got those... um, I know England's big on the... um, those um, like not guns, but they're oh, like basically a nozzle that'll pierce through. Yeah, yeah those piercing nozzles. nozzles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For steam kills. Right. Yeah, yeah. Told our guys, I think they went to London and they've seen those things used. They said it's pretty cool. Yeah, just as cladding, but some sort of cladding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but <laughs> <laughs> let's talk what we're going to talk about entirely. Um. We were, <laughs> we are talking about armchair firefighters today, and we wanted to bring this up because, uh, well, basically, 
this is down to the fact that recently we have been posting videos, obviously in our um, in our talks for our tone drops, and they've been getting very well received. But we obviously, you know, and we've made this clear before. We think we've made it clear before, and we want to make it clear again. We're not trying to necessarily point out the bad things that people have done and and slag off or or abuse or uh, downtread a, a firefighter. That's not the plan behind this. It's again, it's just about focusing on what's going on on the scene, looking at the perspective that we have when we're doing these things. And videos tell lies. We only get one perspective. Mm -hmm. We get the perspective of the cameraman and we have no context of anything that's gone on before or even after in some of these instances right. or what's going on just outside of that frame. Right. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about that and, uh, and how when you are looking at video footage and when you are going through the process of using it for training material, you want to make sure that you are taking it with a grain of salt and that you are not pointing fingers, not using it as a definitive, you know, um, always and never. So Scott, you had mentioned something about always and never when we had talked about this before. So yeah, whenever I do, uh, whenever I'm filling out a test of any, like especially government tests or um, firefighting tests or any sort of, any of those kind of, you know, multiple choice tests. And as soon as I see, um, as soon as I see on the page something that's absolute, like always, I, I nine times out of ten know that's that's not that's gonna be a true like a true false. I know it's gonna be false because there's no always or never in fire trading, really. I mean, there's a few like you know we were talking about in uh, swift water. There's the absolutes. Um, so there's there's certain absolutes in swift water. Um, which I can't remember any of them right now. Because <laughs> my mind's not wrapped around swim water. But there's absolutes, because there's certain things in water that you don't want to do. For, for instance, tie yourself off to a rope. You want to have a quick release. Mm -hmm. And that is definitely definitely an absolute and always, like, or sorry, never never tie yourself off to a rope in swim water. Because if you get trapped underwater, you're going you're gonna to get pinned. Mm -hmm. um, I guess there could be a caveat unless you have a knife. <laughs> but even then, basically the absolute is never tie yourself off in water. So rarely is there in firefighting, most firefighting, is there an always or never, I think. Um, I don't know. Can you, like, there's, you know, there's some that you shouldn't do, um, like... Never put a fan on. While you're doing BIS. Right. Are there times when you could? Yeah, if the building is, you know, if you're fighting, like, a high school fire, and you're at one end of the building doing BIS, and the and fan is on the other fan. side of the building... Yeah, you can turn the fan on. It's not going to make any difference. It's not going to affect yeah. what's happening on, you know, mm -hmm. 300 feet away from the, in the other side of the fire. But in a single family home, yeah, we shouldn't put the fan on because we are going yeah. to affect the conditions of the fire adversely. Potentially. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that's what we preach as a never. And even then, it's not a never. So. Right. So everything has, you have to keep your mind open to anything, any possibilities. And the reason we train, we, we train, we don't, when we train, we try not to train like never, I try to not say never in training. Yeah. Sometimes I do and I try to catch myself because we're training toolbox, right? We're training tools. So when we get to a fire, we can pull out these tools out of the toolbox. Whereas if we train, this is exactly how it has to be done. When that thing doesn't work um, and then it starts to fail, we, uh, sorry, we don't, um, you could, you'd be behind the curve trying to catch up because now you're trying to figure out, okay, now how do I adapt to this situation? Because this is something I was taught is never going to happen to me. So I think that's what we have to watch out for, especially when we're watching videos because we have this like, well, we should never do that. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, the, the always and never point that you made there is a, a really good one. Um, everything we know when we talk about constantly is about how dynamic everything is. And that dynamic structure of what's going on on the fire ground means that, again, we can't have an, okay, we're going to arrive to the fire and we're going to run through A, B, C, D, E, and everything's going to go smoothly. That's not how it works. It's like you said, it's a toolbox of tricks and tasks and, and tactics that we have. And depending on the situation, depending on the position that you're taking on that truck, and depending on what's happening dynamically with the fire, depends on what tool you bring in. And actually, I just remembered something from last week's fire. We, so we had a we had a grass fire on the side of a hill. 
Uh, and it was light, caused by lightning, so lightning struck. Storm, actually, I don't think the storm was really in the yeah. area. It was just kind of an odd yeah, lightning strike. There was definitely yeah. a storm around, but it just it was like a dry lightning strike. Um, when I was like second guy, first guy kind of on scene, I was there with a duty officer. I came in my personal vehicle. I started hiking in, and what's our oh, never do on a grass, on any wildland fire? What's one of the nevers? Where do we fight it from? Never from the, never the, from head, the head of the, the fire, head, yeah. right? And never on an upslope. Yeah. So I roll up, me and uh, me and Gus, we, we, you know, we, we hike in to see what's going on. We're the first two there. I mean, there was a regular, there was a, a civilian just walked up with a shovel. He's working on it. Mm-hmm. And I look at it. I'm like, okay, this is very small. Like the, 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 um, the grass was very short, like yeah. super short. Um, it was on a sandy slope, sporadic little bursts of fire, slowly waking its way up this hill. And I knew if it hit the crest of the hill, that's where the hot holler grass was. So I'm watching it. I'm like, okay, never fight at the head of the fire. But I'm, I can see certain little spots of fire jumping up the hill towards me. I'm like, in this instance, yeah, I never fight at the head of the fire. But in this instance, I can easily fight at the head of the fire. And it's going to prevent mm-hmm. a big shit show later. So Gus and I fought at the head of the fire for a few minutes and basically stopped it in its tracks before even the other guys even hiked in. So it's like there's that always and never thing, but and we preached never fight the fire ahead uh, of the fire, but we yeah. did, and it, I mean because I could uh, sit in there and observe and going, yeah, this is a safe thing to do. We can easily, mm-hmm. and if it gets out of the hand, we can easily step into the black because it's small enough uh, fuel load or it's just low enough fuel load. So I think maybe a little asterisk that we can put on some of this is the always and nevers are good for like maybe a rookie firefighter that doesn't have a lot of experience or maybe can't make that that judgment call yeah right like you've got the experience you got on scene you observed the behavior as it was slowly climbing the hill you saw where the fuel load was and you could say hey from all of my past experience from the fact that i can see how this fire is progressing i can then take away that never i'm going to put myself and one other member up there we're going to get ahead of it and make it happen i mean that can happen on many you know different scenes uh where past experience just your way of looking at things you you can say hey i know i believe i don't know i believe Mm. this is going to be the proper the safe the choice that we can make right now to get ahead of this thing maybe it's not the in the book choice but um that's something that that you know you can adapt to because again it's so dynamic everything can be adapted now the rookie firefighter doesn't have that so they, they they have the hey i know i'm not supposed to be ahead of it I'm going to work from the flank, and this flank. is what I'm going to do, right? Yeah. And that's the safe bet. And the yeah. fire still would have went out, hopefully, when they got to the ridge and then yeah. rolled across the yeah. top. But they're going to make the safe choice, and no one's going to give them shit for making the safe choice. But the aggressive firefighter with the experience knows, hey, I can get up there and do that. You know, and, it, and that goes back to that video thing, because I, I have the totality of the situation. Because I'm where I am, I can see the level of it, I can see the fuel load, I knew it just rained. I can see all the speed of the fire. I knew there was lots of humidity in the air. Um, I know uh, what the ground's like up there. I knew it's super sandy, so I knew what sort of materials we have to fight the fire. We didn't have any water, but I knew, like, I, have, I had a uh, uh, forestry hoe in my hand, and uh, I think Gus had a Pulaski or a shovel. Mm-hmm. So I knew the tools we had. Sandy, I'm like, yeah, there's no problem. We can fight this fire. So that's the totality. When you watch it on a video, I'm sure if someone watched that from the bottom of the video, filming up where I was, there was a few cameras there. Yeah. They, I'm sure somebody could have went. What's that? It's that idiot doing right? Uh, right Why is that guy doing the head of the fire? Yeah. Well, because there's no, they don't have the totality of the situation. Um, yeah. It, <clears throat> and we talk about this again, it, and the dynamics is one thing, but perception is the other. You know, right. the dynamics obviously change. Our toolboxes are ready to go, but the perception always comes from one angle. Um, and that's not to say that sometimes things are happening that maybe shouldn't be. Um, obviously, there's always times that things maybe fall through the cracks, but that doesn't give you the opportunity or shouldn't give you the the opportunity to just give you the, again, go back to the absolute, that 100% shouldn't have Mm. happened if you don't know the situation that was occurring that caused that to happen. And when you are only looking at something from one set of eyes, Mm. it's very challenging, and which is why we always talk about stepping back, taking a look around, and then making a call. Mm. Because having that perception change of not being standing right in front of the fire and taking 
20 steps back and looking at the bigger picture of what's going on is a completely different scene. Right. You know, it's not three guys fighting the fire. Now there's two engines in the picture. Now there's another 15 guys standing around ready to go if anything occurs. They're packed up. They're ready to go in case there's some sort of other, you know, transference of fire to something else. Yeah. Boys have got it. There's power lines above, you know, like it's that that mental game that you need mm -hmm. to change and play with. So, <clears throat> always and never is one thing. And again, we when we try and do the videos that we're doing, we are talking more about uh, what we're seeing just going on again from the, not just the perspective, but we talk about when we've done the few videos that we've done is what's going on, what do we see? And then what we would maybe do, maybe do, mm -hmm. not what the firefighters did, but maybe what we would do in the scenario based on our toolbox. Like even that one, the first one we posted uh, when we first started doing video reviews, which was of the guy that didn't have his mask on, that didn't yep. pull the lady out of the fire. Mm -hmm. um, at first glance, we, when we all first watched it, we're like, "What is he doing?" Yep. Like we, you know, we all had some reaction because we're up. We 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 were getting emotionally invested, and we were, you know, we didn't take a step back. Mm -hmm. We didn't do. We didn't detach ourselves. We were like. What's he doing? Uh, get in there. And, and then we were like, okay, let's look at this from a logical point. So we take a step back. Like, why did that guy do that? Why do we think? Let's let's go through the options. Yeah. You know, did he just come around the corner on a 360 and see her? Did, it was his mask off. We found out later his mask was ripped off. Mm -hmm. um, there's a whole bunch of reasons why he, he didn't act at the time. And we got that. And we didn't roast him for it because we understand everything's like, the, mm -hmm. again, that camera is only getting so much of the video, the footage. You know, it took somebody else without any gear on to come and grab him. Her, sorry, her. Mm -hmm. But who's to say that might have went south fast? If that would have went south, then we went went, oh, that guy shouldn't have went in there. <laughs> yeah, this is why you don't go in. Yeah. You got to wait for the guys to do it or the gals to do it in turnout gear, right? Like, yeah. you know, so that was the, I don't want to say the lucky outcome, but it was. I mean, there's a building on fire with so many variables on the inside. They could have turned that, that whole scene really shitty really fast. Luckily... The one gentleman was able to come in there make make that grab as the other firefighter was like redonning the mask. Yeah. But what if, right? Everybody looks like a hero until yeah. they don't. So I always try to drop myself in in the shoes of the firefighter, or you know what's happening right now with all the use of force stuff. I'll drop myself. I'll try to think if if I was that cop, mm -hmm. why would I act that way? You know, some are un unexcusable. Some are like, no, I would never act that way. Some are like. Yeah, if, I, if this and this and this and this all happened, I can see why the guy would do that. Or in firefighting, if this and this and this all happened, I can see why we, we did that. So, I don't know, it's, just, it's hard to it's hard to critique videos without um, overly critiquing videos, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and never, like, we're, not, we're trying to not critique videos. We're trying to uh, gain what we can from, from what we can see. And I think that's kind of more on the lines of, of what, all videos should be used for. We all know we're all very well educated in the fact mm -hmm. that shit doesn't change in our service unless accidents happen or errors occur. Right. That's where we learn. That's how it works, and that's all how it's always worked. You don't know until that that hits the fan, and you have to deal with that situation. It's unfortunate, but from that, that is where we've built all of the tactics. Not us ourselves, obviously, but that is where the service and the industry yeah. has built those tactics from. It's based off of mistakes that were made and errors that occurred. Yeah. So you look at these videos, and you have to, and you should, and you should mm -hmm. pay attention to what's going on in them but you can't use them for a slag off session. They're not made there for that. And you should be using them for that. You should be using them for the specific point that you were watching them for. Mm -hmm. If you are doing this, you are watching it for training purposes and you are trying to figure out the situation that occurred so that it doesn't happen to you or your guys, yeah. or you at least build some sort of process around it. Because again, what you may see in a video happening that you disagree with, well, that could just be their procedure. Maybe their procedures are slightly different than yours. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're allowed to do that certain thing. Doesn't yep. make it right, doesn't make it wrong, right? You don't know. I think the biggest thing, like we always preach that every call, every drive, everything is a learning experience. So the fact that you can turn like a direct alarm where you're going routine or maybe you're going code three, like something that you can turn and then you're stood down. But still you arrive on scene, there's still something to be learned there. Somebody on that truck will get back to the hall and be like, hey, I didn't know that before. So every every video, good or bad, 
should, it's not that it can, it should be used as a learning experience. So whether it's good or bad, you can say, hey, I like what they did here. Maybe this doesn't work for us, but I can see how it might be working for them. Let's open our eyes, maybe loosen off our, our, our grasp on what, what we think is the only way. And let's try to take something away from it in a positive spin and learn from it. I think that's what we try to do when we do our, our video reviews. Going back to what you just said about going on like even nothing calls mm -hmm. about what we what people confer, or consider nothing calls. We went to a alarm response the other day at an old hotel that's getting renovated right now, um, and it's got a restaurant and, and, and it's definitely probably one I'd say one of the oldest structures yeah. on yeah. in our downtown. Um, and we we did our we, you know we checked we obviously didn't find anything, um, and, but then we were like, what if this place was on fire? Where's the nearest hydrant? What's the, what's the access look like? So what we do, we didn't just drive back to the hall because we're getting, we're there for an hour or whatever. We're getting paid for an hour. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's drive around the building. So we drove around the building, went to the back alley mm -hmm. and see how tight it was. We're like, okay, where's the nearest hydrant? Oh, there's a hydrant on there. There's a hydrant there. Then we started coming up with a plan. So that way, if there was a fire, at least everybody on that truck had some sort of plan like this you know obviously we have pre-planned stuff but that doesn't mean every building in town we have a strategic ability we don't we don't like plan out how to fight every fire in town we have a general knowledge of the area yeah but this particular instance we actually had a pretty good plan for how we would yeah. fight this fire and how would we we would keep it to that one building you know you know where could we put a water wall where could we uh, where could we set up exposure control all that kind of stuff so yeah yeah i, th I think that was like the the furthest we've ever taken that learning point because <laughs> it was nuts like we were talking about you know basement access we're talking about up, upstairs access we're talk, talking about uh, obviously the water supply um and you know the fact like we were joking about it but the fact that their alarm panel was having issues so now like you know we need to have that that plan because we're going to be getting the the uh like we'll get that call a lot later into the scene potentially if it happened that night if it happened that that night right so they're in the middle of renos there's a lot of stuff going on now potentially if there is a call and there's two living quarters upstairs so we know that there's people living up there uh one of them was a rental i think like a full full-time rental and there was somebody else in the other suite so there was people milling about the the entire time that were there which i wasn't aware of i thought that those two rental suites were yeah. not occupied well, there's multiple there's like 10 rental suites up there but yeah for sure. i, th I think there's yeah. two of them that were yeah. in use which i thought that they yeah. were not at the moment so again that's another really big learning curve hey we're going to be going upstairs so I think you're like, yeah, we could VIS that, yeah, that. VIS there, yeah. Yep. So we we had that in the back of our mind that we never would have been, been thinking about that if we didn't have this, you know, bogus alarm call. So, yeah. Yeah. So that goes back to the videos. If we're not getting calls and you're sitting at home watching a video, think about it that way. Think about how would I fight this? How would I do this in my town or wherever, wherever you are? Yeah. Well, we've used, uh, I, I know, especially when I very first joined, um, there were a lot of these videos that we watched and it was kind of one after the other after the other and it really helps instill that process not mm -hmm. necessarily of what you need to do but what could potentially happen There's some things to potentially expect absolutely yeah. so and those things then get ingrained and the more you watch things like that and the more you see the different tactics of these different departments doing different things not necessarily right not necessarily wrong you get a better general understanding of what you can and cannot do mm -hmm. or what you should and should not do potentially. Again, no cans and cannots, but um, always and nevers. It's a case of, okay, how much more knowledge? The more knowledge you've got on something, mm -hmm. the better decision you can make at the time. That's right. And that's just the reality of the situation. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, it's like Jocko says, right? Like, the more you... Um, the more you, I am. The more you know the path you see in all things, right? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> That's the, uh, uh, the Miyamoto Masashi. Uh, yeah, Masashi. When you know the way broadly, you'll see it in all things. There you go. Thank you very much. And in that, it's again the more knowledge and education you have, the mm. better decision, the better outlook, the better picture that you can build. You know that you're going to be making a better decision than somebody who doesn't have that. We talk about this a lot when it comes to rookies and things like that. You know, if you're if you're a smaller department and you're a volunteer department, 
and you're pulling up on scene and you've got a whole bunch of new guys that because it was necessary let's say it was a it was classed as a bogus call or yeah. no call is bogus as we understand but mm-hmm. it was a call that we didn't think was going to turn into anything and then let's say the truck is full of rookies there are situations like this have occurred yep you take the rookies oh shit this is something well for the first little while there's going to be some confusion and mm-hmm. for the person who's looking at that seen through the lens of a camera for that first initial hit it may look a little bit yeah. what are those guys doing yeah absolutely i think that's a, re- a really good point Anything that I watch, I try not to judge the first couple seconds because it's always going to be just pandemonium, right? Even if it's dialed, like the first couple moments when you get on to scene, the, you know, the first arriving officer gets there, the first truck arrives, when all of that's happening, even when it's dialed, it still looks crazy because there's so much happening. Sure. Look and see what happens after two minutes. Like once the plan is unfolded, now how does it look? I think that picture is going to look a lot different with or without rookies because rookies might take a little bit longer to get that that maybe it's an extra minute to get that plan unfolded because they go they're completely jacked like everything's running at 100 percent. they're completely tunnel visioned out they're they're running around it might take an extra moment but i mean with our department if they're on that truck they already have the knowledge to get out there and do the task now do they have the confidence? Eh, maybe not. Do they have the, the experience where it's going to go smoothly? Absolutely not. So is it going to take an extra moment? Yep. But you can't look at it. You shouldn't be looking at anything, whether it's a video, whether it's a scene that you just walk up on, um, and make that snap judgment in the first few moments. Like, let it unfold. Let's see what happens because they have a large probability of doing something different than you. So if it takes an extra minute for them to get something happening, if, if their way of doing things is a little bit different than yours, what does it look like once that's happening? I think that's what I try to do when I watch something. Just let them get through their first you know, initial push or attack, whatever it is. You know, I, think, I think the other thing that's important, especially with the, in training, is once you get through the initial, like, these are the, this is how you put your SCV on. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. And where we are right now with our new batch of um, rookies is we're in the phase where now they're getting meshed in with everybody else. And now they're starting to see that, like the other night, we're on practice. We're doing rope rescue. Um, we weren't, we showed them how to set up our low angle mm-hmm. gear. And then after we did it a couple of times, then we started playing around. Then we like, because usually we do a Z rig, five, a three to one. And then we're like, hey, let's try a five to one. You know, we got guys, you know, where's, where's practice? There's no one, there's no urgency yeah. right now. Guys are down the hill. Guys are on them thing. Let's try a five to one. Well, we realized five, for one, five to one is super easy to pull, but how far did we pull? We pulled, but <laughs> like, you know, we, you know, Kevin and I walked, you know, two of us, we pulled up like four people, just the two of us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we walked you know, X number of feet and they went up. One, of, of one like foot. An inch. Yeah, so yeah, you, you know, guys probably walked yeah, twenty feet. Twenty feet, they made it one up two feet. They, <laughs> they, they, yeah. yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, like yeah. five to one in you know, the ratio. <laughs> so you know, basically, yes. we're like, how far? <laughs> yeah, nah, nah. So because I remember yelling at Ash, I'm like, how far did they get up? He's like, about two feet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, well, it was super easy though. <laughs> so then we went down and we started playing around with redirects and we did, you know, we did all this other stuff, and then we ended up coming back to our regular Zed rig. Mm-hmm. Realizing that's why we use the regular Z rig because it's it's kind of the balance between the two. Yeah. But it also shows the new guys that we're not afraid mm-hmm. to play around because that's how we learn. That's how we adapted our stuff. Because years ago, our we would park our truck next to the like not next to the edge, but you know, 10, 15 feet away from the edge. Yeah. Set up our Z rig right off their truck, and we do multiple pulls and multiple resets. And then it took Matt, our he's kind of a rope guru. He showed up. And, you know, we're very open to new suggestions. And he said, hey, can I suggest something? We're like, yeah, go ahead. You know what you're doing. He's like, can I suggest a redirect over to that truck over there? And we're like, yeah. So we parked the truck. We parked the other truck 50 feet away, had a redirect. Now we can pretty much pull most people up from the bottom of the hill all the way with one pull because we have that redirect. Yeah. So stuff like that, um, that's what we do with that stuff in training. Because um, we, it, if it happens on the fire or on the actual fire ground, yeah, maybe it's going to look weird, mm-hmm. but a lot of that is adapting. You have to adapt to the situation, and, right. it, and it will look like. If you see it on video, it's going to look weird. 
I'm going to bring this up because <laughs> we, we were watching this the other day on um, JP, back of the truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. So we had a, we had a fire. Um, mm. We had a um, trailer fire. Trailer? Yeah. Like a, yeah. Yeah. Big motor home. And you know this, and this was actually posted on our local news channel as the truck goes by. So we had our engine pumping water, and the second engine rolled in, and it had it had hit the hydrant. And I don't know why. Like again, I wasn't there. I was watching it on video, and I saw the second engine go by, super slow. And I saw one of our guys hanging off the tailboard, watching the line flake out. And I went, huh. "Well, that's a little strange." <laughs> and actually, I, th- I said to myself. Someone's going to roast us for that <laughs> because we're not supposed to hang off the tailboard. Mm-hmm. But then I went, wait a minute. He's going, they're going like one kilometer an hour, super slow. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's actually assisting the line flaking off. Mm-hmm. Second engine too. It's a second engine. It was. There's no rush. No the one's fire's already rushing. done. Well, it wasn't, I don't think it was done yet. Yeah. It was It was pretty it was, close yeah, to my yeah. yeah. it, 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 it was knocked down. I was yeah. getting that for sure. Yeah. So, you know, the, the truck was going slow. He was doing the whole flake. Like he was helping. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the truck stopped... He kind of hopped off the tailboard, unhooked. I was like, huh. Yeah, I could I could accept that. Like, that was, yeah. Yeah. Um, but to the average, not I wouldn't say to the not average observer, because yeah. the average observer would go, hey, that's you what firefighters do. do. I used yeah. to watch yeah. firefighters do that back in the day. To the average firefighter observer who knows something about firefighting, they're probably like, that's what they hang off the back of a tailboard. That's from the 1940s or whatever the hell year it was. Yeah. <laughs> and they used to be able to hang off the back of tailboards. But in this context, I was like, yeah, I get it. You know, the hydrant was just out of the camera view. It was about like, the length of the truck. <laughs> yeah, so maybe... I think went, we dropped two yeah, lengths. He rode maybe 30, 40 feet on the back of the tailboard yeah. at a super slow speed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I can accept it. Because <laughs> after I talk to everybody, I get the context of the situation as a yeah. whole. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I understand. I'm like, yeah, it's sad. Yeah, I can accept that. And That's right. he was there right away to unhook that line and get it ready. So... And cool. it went super smooth. I think the good thing about that is, is like we don't critique ourselves. We look at it, question, and then like you say, you accept it. Yeah, this this was safe. This was good. Would we do it on another call? I wouldn't say yes, but I wouldn't say no. Like I don't know. I wouldn't put it into training. Like hey, we should do this. Yeah. But in that situation, there was no issue. It was completely fine. Like, if I see a video, like, if I'm at work or something, or I'm away on a trip or, you know, training, and I see a video from our department, like, someone shows up on the news that we did, yeah. I'll usually text one of the officers, usually Ash, and I'll be like, <laughs> or one of the other training guys, and be like, hey, uh, why so-and-so did that? And they'll be like, oh, was, these are the reasons. Well, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. I'll say nine out of ten times, it's, oh, there was a reason behind it. All right. I, it worked. It sounds okay. Could have done something different. Didn't. And it's fine. wasn't that it was dangerous. Wasn't It was just... Maybe a little obscure. Um, I, I think that's the, the good thing to come back to is I don't know of any time where it's been an issue, right? Like, hey, we shouldn't have done that. Why are, why are we doing this? But it's always good to question. Hey, I saw this happen. What, what's that all about? Oh, okay. That sounds okay. You know, from that, <clears throat> and again, it's, it's where those, it's where new training comes from. Hey, I tried this. It worked. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, it was a lot faster. It was a lot quicker. It looked yeah. a little bit funky. Well, let's just turn that now and let's take it. Let's break it down. What did you do? Okay, well, let's see if we can refine that into something that works better mm-hmm. in a better manner so that we can figure it out. But again, to that perception of that single view at the time when that was first created, that was bad. Yeah. Bad form, bad tactic, whatever. Took too long. However, it didn't work. It was the first version. It was just the yeah. alpha before you even got into looking into it properly and turning it into something that was useful. And as we always say, what we do is what works for us. What we talk about is what works for us. Mm -hmm. And that all of those things have been developed because of practice, the willingness to try new things, even if they fail. We try them. If they fail, we see if they work in a different way. If it still fails, Mm -hmm. we put it away into not gone, but we put it back and just say, you know what? It's not the right time. We don't have it. You know, there's maybe other things that need to come from it. And that's what you should be doing with videos. Take the content, absorb it, think about what the situation is, think about how you would respond to those kind of situations, but think about what else could be going on off camera. Just because you don't see water flowing, just because you don't see a ladder thrown, 
you have no idea what's going on the other side of the building. Yeah. You didn't do your 360. <laughs> you are seeing the perception of one set of eyes. And even in multiple times, when you do have the the readiness of another camera angle, you still have the full picture. Yeah. And that is why we always say and preach that 360s consistently during scene are mm-hmm. extremely important, which is why the officers are constantly wondering. They have their teams, but they step back, they assess the situation, <clears throat> and they make a call. Yeah. But they do that based on knowledge of what's going on in the bigger picture. And that's where the chief comes in too. The chief has all of this knowledge. Everything's coming back. All the officers are coming back to the chief. He's away from the scene. He and again has those calls. Hey, we're going to do this. Chief, nope. Actually, we're not going to do that because this is going on over here. Great. No problem. We'll stop that. We'll we'll support that effort on this side. Yep. No problem because it's a different perspective, a different okay. view with more knowledge and more information. To be able to make the right call. I think we beat this horse enough, boys. There's a, uh, I just think while you're saying that, there's a, in Jeet Kune Do, so Jeet Kune Do is a martial art. That's actually the first martial art I was ever in. And Jeet Kune Do is actually Bruce Lee's martial art. And it's uh, it's more of a philosophy than a system. And his big saying was, you take what's useful, discard what is useless, and develop from there. So everybody's firefighting system is going to look different. So that's why when you know we get the manual, the manual is like the base. But you look at it, you take what's useful, which in some firefighter manuals is not a lot, <laughs> <laughs> and you take and you discard what's useless, <laughs> and then you develop your own style, your own system. And that's basically what we do. We've developed our own style here in our town, and you know Todd's town. They're in different. They're in a flux right now because they have a new chief and not a new command. So now they're learning a new style of firefighting. And then other other departments, they're learning other styles of firefighting. So, yeah, um, it's very very martial art like, I guess. <laughs> firefighting. What's well, area? Or maybe I just tie everything into the. Thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's it's area specific too, right? Yeah. Again, we we talk about things that work for us. We're a rural community, like martial yeah. baths. Absolutely. Australia. Yeah. yeah. You know, they have the Mad Max mobiles driving around. Yeah. Could and we we're ever do? Yeah. And, we're, and we're building one. Yeah, like, <laughs> could we ever do something like that? Oh, you watch. <laughs> it's coming, Marshall. Yeah, I don't think it's as cool as theirs. I don't think you I asked Dennis where the, uh, asked Dennis awesome. the uh, platform for the guitar player to stand on is. Perfect. Our truck, but... <laughs> on the bungee cords? <laughs> on the bungee cords. Could he get Bob up there? <laughs> That'd be sweet. But yeah, just. Do yourselves a favor. If you're listening to this and you are watching videos and you are taking the time out of your day to slate slander and just basically put down other people for the actions that they're doing, you're doing it all wrong. You need to be using it as training and uh, using it in a way that makes sense, that is humble in the way that you're approaching it. Not ego, not we're better than them, not anything along those lines. It just needs to be used for the point of which you first put it on. Put it on to learn what not to do, maybe. Mm-hmm. But there's no point putting people down for it. You have no idea of the context of what was going on around that, regardless of what's going on. That's my my two cents, anyway. <laughs> and there we have it. Uh, so, let's, uh, let's wrap her up. Uh, Motus. No, no, ask me. All right. I would do. <laughs> start off with the now. I actually started. I have started. I usually send them to someone else. <laughs> yeah. Um, Much like just now. <laughs> yeah. Lucas, uh, again, we've been talking about them for literally years now. <laughs> um, their claim to fame, if you will, is the Snagger Tula. We tested that out early, loved it. Uh, since then, we've been getting uh, to try out all of their other stuff that's been coming down, down the pike there. So they got their hydrant wrench, they got their mini spanners, they got their shove knife, uh, some pretty cool apparel coming out now as well. Uh, they've got their like truck kit, so it's going to be a um, like a pack, small small pack with uh, basically all of your force and soft entry stuff in there. So pre- pretty cool gear. Um, you can check out uh, the video that we have up. And uh, they've got some video on their website and their social medias. Uh, if you like what you see there, uh, enter discount code DTFF5 for 5% off your next order. Mm. Uh, stop the bleep. 
Stop the Bleed is a program of the states that teaches everyone how to stop the bleed. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, so basically the three primary ways are going to be direct pressure, wound packing, and tourniquet. So that is a free course that is offered to anyone that wants to take it, basically. Um, I think currently they're still not really offering courses just because of the COVIDs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are certain areas where you can still find stubbly courses. It's more of like an, they're advising not to do it, but there's definitely ways we can social distance. Right. And uh, Todd and I have come up with some ways, so we're going to um, probably be starting up again soon. Um, Stubbly.org. I, I hear there's... Uh... Some pretty cool videos that you can oh, yeah, find. Right. There's some pretty cool videos on uh, Stop the Bleed. If you need more information <laughs> on our DTFF uh, YouTube mm-hmm. page. Yeah. So we have a really long video, which is an hour and 50 oh, minutes. 40, 50 yeah, it's yeah. two hours. Yeah, it's basically two hours, yeah. <laughs> Halfway through that, you can watch me try to fumble with a bag for 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> on my leg. <laughs> Just watch how easy this connects. <laughs> In my defense, it went on my it went on my belt very quickly. It just didn't clip, it snap snap to my leg very quickly. <laughs> you can defend it what you like. <laughs> trying to get the five eleven spots. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's the there's a very long video you can watch, uh, which basically breaks it down on if you're going to instruct certain things you want to touch on, bring up, and then also some of the videos we show, and then we do a breakdown of some of the different scenarios. Which are their small breakdowns are about ten minutes each. So check that out, and uh, if you want to become an instructor, like I said, stopthebleed.org. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our uh, our subscriber base actually on our YouTube channel recently has gone way up. Uh, we're almost at ten thousand views as well, which has oh, been great. So we really appreciate. Thank you all. That. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Ignition USA. Ignition USA, um, out of uh, Seattle. Uh, I'm super curious to see how busy those guys are, man. Like they're they're going through some stuff right now. Um, so the CRAD, uh, Seattle Rapid Access Tool, uh, soft entry. Uh, you get up to a uh, premises that uh, you don't necessarily need to bust the door down, but you can still gain access. So, um, yeah, came up with this pretty cool idea. It's a multi-tool. Uh, we got a video uh, of a demo on our YouTube and our Facebooks, uh, ignitionusa.us. There's a lot of pictures and videos up there as well. Uh, check that out. And if you like what you see there, uh, DTFF2020 for 20% off. Yeah. Uh, Legion Engineered. Yeah. Where's Todd? That's usually his, is, his jam. Where's Todd? He's camping. Of course he is. Yeah, he's up, uh, up the property. Doing some weed whacking <laughs> up at his property. <laughs> he's going to be out there for months. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, uh, he, he has a lot of grass there for sure. He does have a grass fire. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Legion Engineered. Uh, so we had Joel Struthers on our podcast uh, uh, a few episodes ago. Uh, author of... Uh, in January. Uh, <laughs> they all roll with the one now, man. It's crazy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's the author of uh, Appel, a Canadian and the French Foreign Legion. Uh, he's an ex-Legionnaire. Um, wrote a book. And, and then he came out with uh, uh, the Legion Engineered, which is a uh, apparel lineup that's uh, it's got some pretty pretty cool stuff. And the uh, portion, sorry, of the proceeds go to PTSD awareness. Um, if uh, those proceeds, uh, or if the sales, sorry, are high, say, in the U.S., um, that's where he will donate this this year. Next year, if it's the U.K., if it's Canada, uh, he will donate there. So, yeah, um, really cool deal. So check that out, Legion Engineered. He is jacked. Oh, the yes. Is huge. The man is an animal, man. He flies helicopter. I don't know how he fits in a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Chinook. Yeah. Just like, just does he just like come to the helicopter, rip out the, the windshield and just like climb in? Struthers fly. <laughs> right? And like, he so, like starts it by hand. It's crazy to you. Like, he's very, very humble. Um, you know, we actually, we heard him on um, on Jocko, oh, yeah. and that he was very, very humble uh, when he was on there. When he spoke to us, 
I mean, very, very nice. Uh, he actually has his own podcast now, the System D podcast. Um, really, really funny guy to listen to. Uh, he, we try to keep it. It's pretty light on the swearing guy. Yeah, yeah. He does not try. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, like, when I hear people, I always try to get a picture in my head. And, like, I did not picture him. I did not picture him. like, he's just... Jacked. <laughs> I mean, so are we. <laughs> so picture that. Uh, like Jack Daniels? <laughs> Maybe. If they want to sponsor like us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's actually terrible. But... Yeah. Let's go. Time. Um, yeah, so uh, person we've been talking about a lot lately is the Tanner Olson Band. Uh, good band out of, uh, I'd say Vancouver. I, I get every, it's like, might be Chilliwack, might be. <laughs> I think if you go Chilliwack. I think you go past Hope, it's going to end up being yeah. Vancouver. I'm, That's what I I'm call at the it. coast. At the coast. <laughs> yeah. um, country music. Um, I'm going to say it, like I always say, it, don't like country music, but I like his music. Um, and we were just listening to some of it. And yeah, it's definitely country music. Yep. But um, it's starting to grow on me, which mm-hmm. is saying something. <laughs> <laughs> and every I want to say every Friday basically every week they do a uh, they do a hey all hey all hey all hey all concert one, one song only and uh, the one we were just listening to yep pretty damn good so um, they were going to play at our, our our seminar this year um, obviously that got cancelled but we're trying to give them some love and hopefully live music will start back up again mm. You'll be able to check them out. If, if you can't check them out live, check them out on uh, Facebook, on YouTube, or on Spotify, where he has, uh, where, where they have uh, four or five songs. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Including Stretching Denim. Stretching Denim. Yeah. So. Really Stretching Hose. He can do our own. He can do our song. Yes. Stretching Hose. <laughs> 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 Hose that sprays water ash. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, pretty jack. <laughs> we talking about being <laughs> pretty PG? What happened? Boy, yeah. Bar boys. <laughs> Scaly. Bar boys. Because that's going to bring us back on. <laughs> uh. Yeah, if you want to uh, listen to a podcast that where are uh, you, Nick? that that used to get aired, <laughs> Nick, oh. where are you? The boys have been busy. I guess they've uh, riding chickens around. Or I don't know. Doing? I don't know what happens down there. They got a little farm oh, going on. He's my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's beautiful. <laughs> Rick or Rick. <laughs> no, 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 I Nick. Yeah, yeah, I oh, Rick. That's how long we were. Is that Tony's mace from uh, Toronto? You <laughs> can imagine Nick in like a bathrobe <laughs> with his chickens hanging off him. Just like, uh, <laughs> podcasting. Come <laughs> on, Rick, you want to hear from you again? Oh, Rick, boy. <laughs> So if you also want to hear from them again, <laughs> it's the Brotherhood Academy Radio Podcast. Um, they usually release every Sunday and uh, what was the Wednesday Box Alarm, which is now the weekly Box Alarm, um, which we can't slag that. I think that's been... I think they stole that from us, don't they? Yeah. Well, I don't know. We missed last week. We did. In our defense, we had we a fire call. Cool. We did. Have which a was a fire call. call we actually were just talking about. It was. The yeah. alarm. Yeah, the alarm call. Did, yeah, yeah, so we didn't get that one out. Did we? we didn't know. Yeah. Huh. Which one? That we were gonna do a no, we didn't do, we're gonna do a box alarm. Miles <laughs> <laughs> Malice is no one else seems to be doing. It. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait till tomorrow. <laughs> Nick's gonna be pissed, right? He's gonna be so sad. But, but how's Rick gonna take it? <laughs> Nobody's listening. Anymore. <laughs> no, no, we're not. It's just us talking to ourselves now. Yeah. Thank on. you. <laughs> listen, listen, listen to the bar boys. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. 
And then, uh, <laughs> and then there's us. Um, is there, is there us? <laughs> and then there is us. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, honestly, we really, really appreciate. It, obviously, um, the audience is continuing to grow. We appreciate everything that you uh, you are all doing for us. We're sharing our posts and coming back every day to uh, to listen. Or not every day. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have a sad time life if you came back every day. <laughs> every week to listen. Uh, we're trying some new things. We've again, we got some more video content and things coming. If there are things that you would like us to discuss, please reach out. We do definitely appreciate it, and uh, we do definitely we read everything. We read and respond to everything we get. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, because we appreciate it and we appreciate you. so please we, we, we give travel advice too we do yeah, <laughs> absolutely one of our advice, listeners asked yeah. what the best what cap brand was locally yeah. so we gave yeah. that advice yeah yeah booked <laughs> but good luck trying to find anything in the Okanagan in the summer yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah I like ball, four yeah. years in advance you know what we should do mm. get some grass at the training grounds and make some side money there you go mm. not bad all the water all the power yeah Firefighting on this, oh, you can do some firefighting stuff. It's exactly. not a bad idea. Yeah. Firefighting staycation. If you are a firefighter, you can stay at the training grounds. There we go. Mm-hmm. We just do that. We'll set it up. Just like trick the family that you're going to the Okanagan, and then you come play, play, play in our burr buildings for a couple of days, <laughs> yeah. and they can go on a beach. Well, we're onto something here. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think we've just started something. Uh, yeah. YouTube, we really appreciate you heading over there as well. Our audience has grown there. We're we're getting way up in the numbers now, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Our uh, our views have gone up considerably as well. You know, we we can't we can't say that we do this for fun. We do this because we're doing it anyway. We're having a conversation, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just cut yourself? No, no, I just Scott, jab myself a little bit. <laughs> Scott sat there playing with his knife, and he cuts off his finger. <laughs> oh, this is how the evening ends. Um, yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Jack Daniels. <laughs> Jack Daniels and Rick. Uh, any more for any more? No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay. Um, thanks, everyone. <laughs> Stay safe. Stay to TFF. Oh, stay to what? TFF. Oh. Say something to me? Oh, yeah, I was going to say goodnight. Oh, good night. Yeah. Thanks, good night. Man, this has just been a shit show. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Uh, good night, everyone. Stay safe. Stay to TFF.